0: Happy 2023, and welcome to another episode of Legally Blonde, where I do the research and put it into a teen's POV. Today's topic is the Women's National Basketball Association pay controversy, so let's get into it. To start this off, we'll sort out the facts and slowly shift to a more widespread component to this. One thing that can be easily misconstrued is that based on the total spending and net income of the Players Association, the women do not want to be paid the same amount as the men in the NBA, but what they want is to obtain a more precise share of sports-related income. This disregards the earnings on audience size, merchandise, or social media that players earn outside of the game itself. Basketball-related income earned by players, approximately calculated for males, is 50%. Meanwhile, for women, it stands at 22%. This is a significant gap of 28%. A shocking comparison draws a basic representation of the issue. Disclaimer, this does not include income outside of basketball relation. As of 2022, the NBA's highest paid player, Stephen Curry, earns a salary of $48 million. The WNBA holds a maximum salary of $228,000. The issue is simple. The WNBA doesn't generate the same fundamental revenue to support a similar pay model that the men's league has to offer. A subconscious wave of anger towards the women's league comes from the NBA's male supporters that often flame when a female player publicly comments on social media, revealing a societal dynamic that can be wholly disturbing. The difference between the two is that the NBA makes a profit. The WNBA is yet to make a profit. For both sides, there's a miscommunication and many players, female and male, are frustrated. Many blame this revenue imbalance on the lack of promotion, recognition, and exposure of women's sports to the public. The NBA is, in fact, 50 years older than the WNBA and will obviously have more media exposure. From this perspective, WNBA player Sue Bird argues, we can build the business and then we can get that money. Another example is the wage gap between women and men in gymnastics or tennis where females earn slightly more than males. There is a failure to acknowledge that some sports translate better than others for both genders. It doesn't seem fair, but it's reality. Performance partially varies between men and women in the sport. However, they work equally hard and deserve to be paid the same amount in proportion to skill and revenue. Naneka Agamik speaks for the females in the basketball industry. This is not just about business. This is deeply personal. This is about the kind of world we want to live in. In other words, this is not about equality, but rather equity. Just to make clear, equality is the state of being equal in opportunity and resource. Equity recognizes the circumstances that determine the amount of opportunity and resource needed for a fair outcome. Some organizations were created, such as the WNBA Collective Bargaining Agreement, to give players opportunities to receive a more precise split of the league as it approaches its income and marketing target. In 2021, the WNBA salaries have increased 100,000 more than before the agreement. This includes fractions for maternity leave, childcare, and fertility treatment. Despite its remoteness from players' equity, time and investment can stimulate progress in the league. The WNBA may not have exactly as much athleticism or impressive technique, but it holds masses of talent that any basketball fan should acknowledge. The question lies in the industry, what's next? Despite that some action has taken course, How can this be improved moving forward? Credits go to The Insider, Deseret News, The Oakland Post, and Extreme Sports Lab. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace out.